back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We are looking live, ladies and gentlemen. You can already hear the live in the background. Yes, a lot of folks getting the weekend started early out here at Twin Peaks. It's a damn good time. Uh, we're in Harge's neck of the woods out here at Twin Peaks, the Round Rock location, because uh, everybody here knows Harge. Well, at least most people here know Harge. These fist bumping random people that walk by. Gotta say what up to the people. Yeah, them ain't just people that like the show. <laughs> people that know Harge personally. Like that, that fist bump's like, I'll see you later. What kind of fist bump's happening. Uh, well, come on out here having a great time. We are we are joined by uh, royalty as well. Legendary Lifetime Longhorn uh, Kenneth Sims joins us right now as well. So he's hanging out here. We actually had an interview on with him a little bit and uh, he has uh, great interview as well. So he does a great job. So you can go Check that out once we get that podcasted for you. Um, also, I uh, want to remind everybody we're going to be out amongst the people again tomorrow at the Lavaca Street Bar uh, at the South Lamar location. So if you want to come out, need somewhere to watch the game, uh, we'll be out there uh, with our pregame festivities starting at 2 o'clock. But then we got the after party. Uh, that will be our official watch party there at Lavaca Street Bar at South Lamar. But right now, Twin Peaks, that's what it's all I'll about. I'll be in your hood tomorrow. Yeah, you will be. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right around. You got about 10 minutes from yeah, the hood. Yeah. Uh, I used to love Lavaca Street Bar, the South Lamar location. Great location. Got plenty of room for you. My old stomping grounds, as hard as I would dip in there a few yeah. times. Dip. Doing my single days, see yeah, what was yeah. going zone. Uh, all right, let's talk about Texas football, the Purple Kryptonite. That's the big topic of conversation. We have talked a ton about the uh, the K-State offense, of course, the quarterback situation. Got into it ad nauseum uh, last hour. And we'll get back to, the, of course, Deuce Vaughn. How do they stop Deuce Vaughn? Uh, the Texas defensive, uh, how they match up against that K-State offense. So I want to flip the script and talk about the K-State defense a little bit versus that Texas offense because that, to me, is potentially the most worrisome. Yep. of all these matchups. I know that's crazy to say because you got Deuce Vaughn across the way and you got Will Howard playing at a really high level now and an Adrian Martinez. Um, but the reason that the offense going up against the K-State defense is a little troublesome, K-State defense is legit. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I mean, sir. They they are, and like I say, it's, it's, it's kind of a nondescript group, if that's uh, kind of a description for it, nondescript if you want to call it that. But it, just in home games. And they're even better home defense, if you will, at home than they even have been on the road. Five home games, two shutouts. Yeah. And we know shutouts, right? Yeah, they're that, hard to come by. They are very hard to like, come that's by. That's domination. Yeah. 14 turnovers forced. Matter of fact, all their turnovers forced have been at home. So they're more opportunistic at home. Only 12 points per game allowed at home. Uh, three, I believe, 300 yards, a little over 303 yards per game allowed at home. They, if you go look at one thing I That's can, a home field advantage if you've ever seen one. Oh, no question. And one thing yeah. I look at, all right, is Havoc Rate. I've brought this up to you before. The, yeah. Uh, havoc Rate is basically Explain to amount, people what the Havoc yeah, is. Yeah, it's basically splash plays yeah. made by the defense, right? So you're talking about a forced fumble or a sack, yeah. a tackle for loss, a PBU, an interception, big splash plays by the defense. They're all thrown into the, you know, the criteria for Havoc Rate. And right now, by the way, Texas leads the Big 12 in Havoc Rate. Yeah. Texas defense. Texas defense, okay. course, they, they make yeah. a lot of plays defensively. So they actually – but K-State is second in Havoc rate. But if you look at K-State's individual players defensively, they got a lot of guys ranked in the top ten in okay. individual Havoc rate, like Austin Moore, their undersized linebacker, uh, 13 big plays, leads the Big 12 actually. 
N U D K Uzoma. Okay, there say you his, go. Say his name and learn how to say it correctly. Hey, and if you don't want to say that, make sure you look at number 91. <laughs> if you don't want to say his name, hey. because you're going to hear it a lot, number 91. N U D K Uzoma. There I kind of like saying it. I know. He sounds like a badass. Sounds like a monster. He, does. <laughs> he is ninth in the Big 12 in individual havoc grade. He's got 12 such plays. Um, Texas does have, they also have another player, Josh Hayes. Sorry. And UDK is fifth. See your back. Josh Hayes is ninth. So they got yep. three players in the top ten individual havoc rates. Uh, Josh Hayes is has nine and a half havoc rate plays. Uh, Texas has two players in the top ten. Shout out to them. Uh, Jalen Ford leading yep. the way. Sixth in the Big Twelve in individual havoc rate plays. He's got eleven and a half. And Deshaun, leading the Big Twelve in tackles. Leading the Big Twelve in tackles. And Deshaun Jameson. Shout out to him playing really well. Yep. Played like an all-conference corner this year. Um, he's right now seventh. Was in, one of our biggest question marks coming into the season, Deshaun Jameson I said, was. I said he could not re- – I said if he regressed, you would have to bench him. And right. And he is not regressed he, at he all. He rose to the occasion. Uh, Demo is at 17th, so Demo hasn't made as many plays as you like, but he's still making he's, some plays. He's still in the mix. Uh, but K-State might get back Daniel Green. Yep. Who is arguably their second best player on defense behind Anudike Uzoma. Yep. So, because he was dealing with injury, but that guy at linebacker, he may be the, one of the best linebackers in the Big 12. And thinking about what you said about Ndike Uzoma, I know, he I know. is uh, ranked nationally, he's ranked second in sacks. So, yeah. just remember that as well because he comes off the edge. And going back to what you said about Mr. Green possibly coming back against TCU, it was the last game that he played, and that was on uh, the 22nd. So okay. he missed last week's game, he did. and now he's got a chance to come back. But in that game, he had four tackles and a sack against TCU. Before he left the game? Before he left the now game. He's an, you know, he's the yep. quarterback of the defense. Yeah. So they basically beat Oklahoma State the way they did yep. with a backup quarterback and without their quarterback on defense. Correct. So just to let you know about how they are disciplined, yeah. how they run their program, so you think and everybody it. understands yeah. the assignment. But yeah. if he's out again, their middle linebacker last week had eight tackles and a, and a tackle for loss. He ain't no screw up. Yeah, he's not going to be no punk back there either. And, so And I, I went and watched that TCU game again. Man, K-State, they got to be kicking themselves. They lost that game. It happens. They, We've seen it. I mean, think about this. TCU had a – basically you had a, you had a 28-10 lead. With your backup quarterback, who we all agree, Will Howard basically can be considered a starter. Mm-hmm. They lost their defensive MVP and quarterback in Daniel Green. They threw their first interceptions of the season, by the way, right. as a team. They had, they had thrown zero interceptions prior to that TCU game. They missed two field goals, had a turnover on downs in their own territory, and didn't score at all in the second half. Love it. And they lost. They, they, they just had, show you. They had a chance to win that game. They just they really fell apart. Well, that's – that's the part of the col- game. They had a Texas-like collapse. I was going to say, that's that four <laughs> quarters, right? Yeah. That's that four quarters when you sit there and you see your opportunities and how they pass you, mm-hmm. and you're like, man. And like like you, you watch the film a lot. So every time you watch it, you're realizing that we missed that one. We're out of that one. Uh, we should have won that game. And, and, and fans are starting to look at it too. You're looking at it and saying – Okay, we could have won that game. We should have won that game. We missed the play here. Mm-hmm. And even Sark brought it up the other day. There's a handful of plays that changes their season. Either way. that Either way, there's a handful of plays in every single game that you can go back and pinpoint 
to where an opportunity was missed. Yep. That's the crazy part about it. Nope, totally agree with you. All the work you do. It, we always talk about that. I was talking about this with uh, Jeremy Hills, actually, earlier this week. All the work you do in the offseason, all the work you do all week long, you know, watching the film, weight room, training room, yeah. practice, all this work. And usually you can point out five plays in that, that game yeah. out of that 70, 80 yeah, plays. Exactly. Those were the five plays. Those were the those were the plays we had a chance to win the game. Right. It was that was right the there. separator. Right there we had that a chance to win separator. the game. We didn't step yeah. up or yep. we did step up and we won the game. Yep. Um, and I, I, I can remember those plays in the Iowa State game for Texas. I can remember those plays in the Texas Tech game or the Oklahoma State game. Yep. You're certainly right, Arj. And unfortunately, that's the margin for error. That's why they call it a game of inches. Yes, and that's why <laughs> you have to be able to adjust yep. to those situations. No question. We've been seeing it with uh, baseball. You know, those calm, cool, collective moments oh. where situationally you handle it and you are the one that makes it the difference, right? Yep. Whatever it may be, yep. everybody has a role. And I say it, and I say it every week. What uh, Coach Vic Schaefer has stated to do your job that is it. Those 28 missed tackles against Oklahoma State, excuse me, tw- 28, that's a problem. Yeah. And those were game-changing plays. We would have still been talking about the 30 incompletions. We still would have been talking about the plays that were missed. But if you make tackles and cut that in half to 14 and don't make it on the big play, you're still in the game. You probably win that game as well. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you on that, too. Uh, all right, getting back to the Texas offense versus their defense, because K-State has one of the better defenses in the country. As you look at SP Plus and FBI, uh, you know, they have the K-State defense as a top 15, top 10 unit. Yep. Uh, and so they're really opportunistic. I love what uh, the legendary lifetime Longhorn Kenneth Sims said, uh, nothing cheap, nothing deep. Uh, that is K-State in a nutshell. Yep. Nothing cheap, nothing deep. And they take away the football. That's what they do really well. Uh, Especially at home. And they lead, and they lead, the, yeah. Big 12 in, I think yeah. lead the Big 12 in interceptions, yeah. which is going up against a Quinn Ewers, a young quarterback. That's going to be concerning, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. But we know that Sark starts off fast, right? Sark's opening script is legendary around these parts. Uh, his lack and lack of and inability to adjust also becoming infamously legendary around these parts. Yeah. Texas is a great first-half team. As a matter of fact, I've said they're the best three-quarter team in the country, or at least one of them. I mean, they can play with anybody for three quarters. Fourth quarter is a problem. K-State, they're a really good first-half team, unfortunately, yeah. for Texas. They've outscored their opponents 164 to 60 yeah. in the first half. I saw that. They get out. That's a bad number. Usually Texas <laughs> plays teams. Texas gets right. out big on right. them, and then they outscore Texas in the second half. We're used to that. But if they're matching Texas – with the opening script and they matching Texas firepower to start out, and we know Kleiman can out adjust and win the chess oh, match within the game against Sark. Yeah. Well, hell. Yeah. So Man, now that's, we, that's, you that's have met get, your match. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. We, yeah. we, we, he gets out coached in the second half more often times than not against really good coaches, okay. right? And Chris Kleiman is a really good coach. And now we're talking about a team that also starts fast that can match Texas's quick start with that opening script from Sark. That is concerning to me. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. When you're talking about the opening script and how it can be matched and what we've seen thus far, what if Sark, and I'm just being hypothetical here, what if he uses of the, what is he, what do he say, 20? He has 20 plays scripted? He says it's 20. 20. Yeah. What if he uses 10 of his scripted plays in the first half? 
and then second half use the other ten. Because that is what we've seen the problem being. That's still that's a still an adjustment. Still not going to work, and the reason it's not going to work is because it's not the script. I understand. It is his inability to adjust once the script is done. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that. No, out. No, I, no, no, no. <laughs> we've thrown out a ton of suggestions. I just I, need to see I, something no, no. different. And that suggestion is not crazy because what is what's the definition of insanity? Yeah. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And when you don't right? get them, right now I think yeah. Sark might be doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think your idea. It's crazy. They should start thinking about crazy ideas because what's really crazy is being up double digits yeah. and losing games and being up at halftime and losing games, being yeah. up in the fourth quarter and losing games. So I suggested something very similar. I suggested, you know what, you you got your top 20 plays or whatever that you practiced all week long. They're already scripted, ready to go. Everybody knows them. Let Kyle Flood and Brendan Marion call those damn plays. And, and if, if you need to adjust because there's a turnover or something unpredictable happens, then you can go in there with your headset and veto everything and adjust, all right? And, but in the meantime, you need to be taking notes like Rod yeah, B, all right, yeah. and on the first half and going, all right, you know, we can do this in the second half. And then basically coming up with a second half script yeah. during the game while your script is out there blowing them away like it always does. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe it's something where, and I've suggested it too, maybe he just lets somebody else call plays. Yeah. You can do that too if you want to. Um, my suggestion would be let Gary Patterson reverse engineer every game plan you have. On Friday, hit it, give it to Gary and say, Gary, here's the game plan. You and Gary sit there in the room, and Gary Patterson sits there with a dry erase board, and the marker and goes, all right, here's Sark. Here's what I would do against this game plan. I would go, I would do A, B, C, D, and E up against your game plan. And then Sark, at the same time, while that's happening, he can come up with creative yeah, counters. He's adjusting that he as well. He can come up with creative yeah, yeah, counters yeah. to the adjustments that a great defensive mind like Gary Patterson would make. And if Gary Patterson's making those adjustments, there's very a high likelihood that your opponent will think very on his own similar lines. If they yeah. don't, you'll just beat them. But yeah. if they do, and they're thinking like he's thinking, a great defensive mind, you already have a creative counter ready to go and go. Oh, this is hey Gary. This is what you said you would do against me. I got something ready to go right, for him. I got right. something for him. That's another suggestion. We're just trying to help. Yeah, that's what we're Cause, here for. Because insanity is what's happening right now. Insanity is what's happening right now. Right. Losing games. Teams last year lost only 80% of the games, I believe, where they were up at – sorry, they won. One, I was going to say the they didn't lose them. They won 80% of the games where they were up at halftime. Um, and Sark is, is hovering somewhere around like 60 – percent 64 percent yeah uh win percentage of his games when he's up at halftime that's lower than the average that's lower than his average uh win percentage when he was uh at washington and at usc so i don't know i, I, don't, I mean i'm not you know knocking your idea at all because i think yeah. right now you need to be thinking outside the box to try to solve the issue yeah with your second half adjustments or lack thereof but i also go back to what you said and i, I agree with you as well he probably needs to have somebody else call those plays. Get Brendan Marion. We've already talked about his go-go offense. Kyle Flood, you got him listed as your uh, offensive coordinator. Let him offensive coordinate. Let us, let's figure some of that out and see where the adjustments, or better yet, have them make some adjustments too because they should probably be making those adjustments <laughs> and telling you this is where we need to change and this is the adjustment that needs to be done. Yeah. So all of that can be – a play but let's make it a group effort so i was asked this question earlier and it's this is something idea. that you and i can talk about as well and i'm sure you got a good answer for this is it a dictatorship 
or is it a democracy? And what I mean by that oh, no, it's is a dictatorship. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's, sometimes it's you got to over you got to overthrow it. Yeah. You you got to be able to sit there and say, all right, man, this is not working. I have to get better. You can't be stubborn about it. You know, that's why as a CEO, you hire B's to hire C's. That is exactly what you do. And if you can come out there and say, ah, oh, man, you know what? I'm having issues with this. I need to figure out what I can do to get better at this. It's, you don't have to be ego or pride thing. Let's win games. Because yeah. the more you win, your name is the head coach. Your yeah. name is attached to this. Whether you win or lose, your name is attached to this. So let's find out. Don't try to hold all that and make, make it me, me, me. Let's do us. Let's do we. Let's figure out how we can stop this downward motion that everybody – people are still worried about what's about to happen on the road, right? Everybody's still worried about that. That's not a good plan. That's not good where you're, you're not sure about the confidence when you go on the road because we've seen failures. That's a problem to me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's not a lot of people trust the Longhorns in this particular uh, sure. uh, circumstance on the road uh, up against a top 25 team. Um, and I believe Sark only has one, road, one true road win. Um, and he's only got one win over a top 25 team, too. So those yeah. are all things he's trying to all are in play. overcome. And that's why, for him, this is a crossroads game, not only for him as a coach, but for the program uh, in general. Getting back to the, the Texas offense, though, and how they can exploit the defense of K-State. And I'll probably get into this a little bit more in Rod's round today because um, I found some subtle ways I think you can attack it. You know, we talked about the running game for Texas. It's got to travel. I think the running game for Texas is like the body blows. Uh, oftentimes you don't really see the true, um, really the true advantage uh, and the true kind of return on that investment till late in the game. Yeah. Much like a boxing match, right, body blows. You're not going to knock the guy out in the early rounds with body blows. But, man, those later rounds, those body blows add up. That's the short running, of breath. Right? That's the running <laughs> game. And speaking of body blows, almost literally I think Texas needs to work the interior running game, right? The, the one place that that K-State defense is really poor in defending actually is the A-gap. Their A-gap rush defense is bad, actually. Um, they've allowed teams who rush through the A-gap to average over almost seven yards per rush. Yeah. 6.7 yards per rush through the A-gaps. We're talking about either side of the center here. Uh, those are A-gaps. Um, Tulane. 8.3 yards per rush through the A-gap. South Dakota, 7. Missouri, 5.4. Oklahoma, 7. And none of them Texas have Bijan or Rojo. Iowa State's the only one that really didn't eat in the A-gap. Yeah. Everybody else everybody else got up in that thing. Yep. All right? Like my coach said, get up in there. Get up in there. Get up in there. I want Texas to get up in there in that A-gap because, uh, man, like even TCU, 7.4 yards per rush. Yeah. Hitting the A-gap. Oklahoma State. It's one of the only places they actually had success. <laughs> Hitting the A-gap, 5.6 yards per rush. Hit the A-gap. Yeah, get it Hit done. It. Inside zone, counter. You ran a lot of counter last week. Don't allow them to adjust to the counter. I want the counter in 18 different ways, different formations, different personnel packages. If you're going to work the counter, have it as one of your featured items. Make sure you bring it in a lot of different ways, a lot of different variety with that counter. But inside zone, Texas does love the inside zone. Yep. Inside zone, A-gap, A-gap, A-gap. Make them over-adjust to the A-gap. Um, and if they, when they over-adjust to the A-gap, that's when you can start hitting some things on the edges. So if I'm Texas – 
I'm starting with the body blows yes. inside. Get up in there, as my coach used to say. Get up in there in the A-gap. It's going to look ugly. And yeah. now sometimes Sark ain't going to really like the way it looks. Now, they got Daniel Green back. That may change some things with their A-gap issues. But, like I said, even before uh, their yeah, fantastic he was line had to go out, yeah. they still had issues defending Correct. the run game in the A-gap. And they, they haven't defended anything like B. John Robinson Rojo, which means, honestly, and I'd like to see Rojo in the A-gap. I know it sounds good. Rojo... He's a better power back, yes. secure power back in power situations than Bijan. I love Bijan. Bijan, there's nothing he can't do on a football That's field. That's Zeke and Pollard. But he's – exactly. That's Zeke well, and Pollard. Yeah. I don't know. I have more faith in Rojo right now, not doing Zeke. <laughs> but hey, Zeke, you're just talking my boy Zeke. No, no, no. I'm talking about as a text in, no, in the Texas situation. Yeah, not, I got not, you. Not, not in the NFL. No, no, no. Right. no I, I know what you mean. As, I'm as talking a, about right yeah, now. It's a one-two punch for yep. Texas. Yep. I think the one-two punch for the Cowboys – like I, oh, okay, I see where you say. You know what I mean? I, I got you. I, I think got Pollard you. needs to, yeah, you know what I mean. I take, got you. take the lead, I got if you, you will. There, but uh, there you go, man. I found those numbers. Those are via Pro Football Focus, so you can find them too. It's out there. Uh, I think that's where Texas starts. If you're, yeah. if I am Texas, and I think that's a way against K State. You cannot avoid the fight, the physicality. You want to be finesse. You want to get on perimeter. You want to turn into a track meet, and that's fine. But I can tell you right now, you don't want to do that. K State is almost geared. They almost lure you into trying to believe, oh, we got better skill guys in K-State. Nah. We just go out there and outrun K-State. All right. Yeah. They're disciplined, though. All right. And they're well coached. They got good fundamentals and great technique. It's hard to just go out there and just run past K-State and beat them all the time. For sure. And that's why I think, you know what? Don't run from the fight. They want to fight? The A-gap. Right Let's there go. where it starts, where the ball is. Let's go. Yep. I'm going to run it down your damn throat. I'm letting you know I'm here Let's for the – play some bully ball. I'm about to give you the business from yep. the jump. Yeah. That's, that's what – I think you start there. But we'll, we'll get into that and Roger around the day a little bit more. Let me tell you about my friends over at Apple Leasing. Uh, Apple Leasing does a great job because uh, they save you money and they also save you time. We know that time is money. They save you both. And right now, my friends at Apple Leasing have the ability to put you in any make or model vehicle that you want. The professionals over at Apple Leasing can help you get the price you want, the payment you want, on the car that you want. And all it takes is one phone call or one click on Apple Leasing's website, and you'll get a quote on any make or model vehicle that you want. They can even give you an estimate on the value of your trade-in right over the phone. Apple Leasing's simple interest, easy lease, allows you to have a lot more flexibility, which is going to give you more possibilities and options to help you find the vehicle that fits you best, but more importantly, the vehicle that fits your budget best. Inflation is through the roof. It's out of control. It's never been more expensive to buy a new car, buy a used car, or buy anything for that matter. So leasing makes more sense than ever. You're only paying for the part of the car you're actually using. So call Apple Leasing today at 512-346-9977 and let them see how much money they can save you. Apple Leasing gets all the same discounts and all the same incentives that the dealers do, except my friends at Apple Leasing, they pass those savings on to you, the customer. So give them a call, like I said, 512-346-9977 and stop the dealership dance from one dealer to another. Give my friends a call, 512-346-9977 or visit AppleLeasing.com. That's AppleLeasing.com. All right, we come back. We'll get into Raj Ram today. We'll continue my breakdown. I'll give the game plan of how I would attack that K-State defense and my biggest concern should be Sark's biggest concern too how does he game plan for the three high safety defense three high three down he hasn't in the last couple of years he hasn't fared well versus this scheme versus this philosophy we'll get into that talk about that on the other side in Rod's rant of the day right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 I'm as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take this anymore find out what happens when people stop being polite 
and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, the you've got it now. It's time for Rod's oh. rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to uh, Rod's rant of the day. I want to get into uh, the Texas offense versus the K-State defense a little bit more. Um, and I've been doing some research. I think there are several ways you can attack this K-State defense. Talked about it last segment in Rod's Round today. Oh, speaking of um, like a Longhorns here, we did say that we had um, my man Kenneth Sims, legendary Lifetime Longhorn, hanging out here just, you know, enjoying the, uh, the experience here at Twin Peaks, having a good time. My man Harge had him on for his Harge Knock Life because Harge knows every damn body. <laughs> uh, but also uh, Lifetime Longhorn Butch Hadnot. Yes, sir. Also came through. So uh, we might hustle him into coming on the airwaves uh, to have a conversation with us a little bit later on. But uh, we are joined by Longhorn Royalty out you, here. You at think Green he knows Week. anything about running backs? I know he does. <laughs> but I want to get him on to talk about these back Texas guys in the backfield. Because I know Butch. Everybody know the name Butch had not. Uh, Already. But, uh, no doubt. A lot of people uh, don't remember how good Butch was. But he was a beast, no question. Uh, so we might have that coming up a little bit later on. Let's talk some Texas offense, though. Uh, first of all, I'm sure Butch would agree with this. I, I did some research trying to figure out exactly how Texas can exploit the K-State defense. And one of the ways where uh, Texas can really have uh, some really effective uh, rushes inside is through the A-gap. Now, A-gap is either side of the center. So <clears throat> and not saying specifically which one it needs to be. And usually your runs there are inside zone. Texas ran a lot of counter last game uh, versus Oklahoma State, really effective with the counter early on. Uh, so that can be something, some way to attack uh, that interior rush defense of K-State. But when looked at it, and over the course of the season, teams are averaging almost seven yards per rush, rushing through the A-gap. Only TCU ran it double-digit times through the oh, – TCU and Tulane. Oh, take it back. Nope. TCU in South Dakota. All right, take it back. They had 11 times. South Dakota ran 11 times through the A-gap for 78 yards, and TCU ran it 17 times through the A-gap for 127 yards. If I'm Texas, and I think Oklahoma was around nine rushes for 64 yards through the A-gap, if I'm Texas, that's, the, that's where you need to be. Oklahoma State, I don't know if it matters. They were trying to play catch-up, too. Uh, they had eight rushes for 45 yards through the A-gap. But once they were down, three touchdowns, hell, they probably weren't running uh, with a lot of interior rushes uh, in that game. They probably decided to throw the rock to try to get back in it, even though they end up getting goose egged. So if you want to know where to start, you start with the body blows. Body blows usually in a boxing match, not going to knock a guy out in the early rounds. But they'll wear a guy out in those later rounds. You start to see the, re the, the return on your investment, if you will, the benefits of it. And if I'm Texas, I hit it early and often. Force them to overcompensate by adjusting to your A-gap runs or your interior running game. And then I think for Texas, that's when you'll, some things on the edge will be opened up. I think that's when you can open up some of your high percentage short passing game, which probably should just be an extension of the running game. So A-gap runs, that's number one. All right, teams averaging almost seven yards per rush through the A-gaps. Also, the short, high-percentage passing game, K-State plays a lot of off-man, a lot of coverage with cushion. 
And so they give up the quick game. They give up the easy routes. They believe they can come up and tackle guys in the open field. They do a really good job with that. Um, but just on the quick game, we're talking about anywhere from zero to ten yards. You know, teams are completing over 70% of their passes in the quick game. They'll give you the quick game. And my hope is that Texas takes the quick game uh, with wide receiver screens, yes. hitches, yes. outs, hell slants that have been eating up Texas. Take that quick game because I think even though they've done a good job tackling open field, limiting yards after the catch, I think Texas has better athletes in space. For sure. Than most of the teams that they've played. That I they mean, play against, you're right. Tulane, South Dakota, uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, Tech, Iowa State, TCU. But Oklahoma, I think Texas has better skill talent offensively yep. than all of those teams. So if I am Texas, if they're going to give you the quick game, which they give it up. A lot of cushion, a lot of uh, off-man coverage. They're going to give you the quick game. They're going to come up and rally and tackle because they believe they can limit the yak yards. If I'm Sark, scheme up more of the quick game, a wide receiver screen game, and the hitches because I think your guys breaking one or two tackles will force them to try to come down and play a little right. bit more snug coverage, right. which will put them at disadvantage. They, they don't want to give up deep plays. They, nothing deep, nothing cheap. That's right. My man Kenny Simso, they don't want to give up nothing deep, nothing cheap. Uh, and, and yak yards are cheap. Yeah. Yak yards are cheap yards, and defensive coordinators hate cheap yards. He's like, man, you can make that tackle, so we give 18 extra yards for that. And he's going to start to help those DBs who are out there on islands by themselves. I heard somebody talking right? about it. Instead of – you could give up 12, don't give up 16. Right? That's yeah. what Sark said. Yeah. I'll get, you make the tackle, 12, make the tackle, tackle right, there, right there. But then that extra yardage made always comes back to hunt you. Populate to the football. Yeah, and, that, and the reason this is going to be a struggle for Sark, this goes back to kind of my initial rant of the day here, it's going to be a struggle for Sark because Sark's a big game hunter. I've told you guys before, he's a big game hunter. He wants a big play specifically in the passing game. And when he doesn't get that big play in the passing game, yep. oftentimes he gets frustrated, he gets anxious, and he has like what I call play-calling insecurity. <laughs> Wait, and, and he starts chasing that big play. Had right. an Oklahoma State game. Yes, it did. Didn't get the big play in the passing game. Kept chasing it. Even though his quarterback's off. Kept chasing it. All right? Even though you're on the road. You got Rojo and BJ on the backfield, and they're breaking counters like it ain't nothing. Kept chasing that big play in the passing game. I want that 15-plus yard play in the passing game. He's a quarterback by nature. I think he wants to see it because for him it confirms that he has figured out the, 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 an accurate way all right, to attack the defense. Mm -hmm. It confirms his, his planning and his preparation. Oh, I knew I knew how to attack this team. I knew I knew how to get a big play against him. And when he doesn't get it, like I said, he keeps chasing it. Yep. He gets anxious. He gets frustrated. And to me, this is goes back to the key as to why the three high safety defense matches up well with Sark's offense. Now, schematically, philosophically, yes, they, it matches up well there too because the three high, three down defense, it allows defenses to uh, defend more defend more space, all right, with fewer defenders, which is kind of the uh, impossible conundrum all defensive coordinators have to figure out now. But the three high, three high safety defense, three down defense, is designed to distort pre-snap reads of quarterbacks. With its uh, malleability, if you will, on the back end. And it distorts their reads, distorts the box counts too, right? And if you're an RPO-based offense, which Sark's offense is, Sark is on the record saying, quote, my offense is an RPO-based offense who will take the run game when you give it to us. That's the key. Will take the run game when you give it to us. Well, three high, three down defenses distorts the box counts. So you may think you have the numbers advantage in the box when you actually don't because they're doing what they call slinging run fits. What's a slinging of a run fit? Yeah. Basically, a team, it's a term for linebackers and DBs. It's used basically when 
you can be gapped out or you can't max fit in the box. So if a quarterback looks at you, the defender looks at you, you play pass. If the quarterback looks away from you in the RPO game, you play run. It allows you to isolate individualized responsibilities within a defense. RPOs take advantage of synchronicity, take advantage of cohesion, all right, and, and, and continuity within a defense. So you break that up as a defensive coordinator. Give one guy specific responsibility who is the player being targeted, all right. He is the one that they're basing this RPO game off of. He's the defender they're reading. So give that defender a different responsibility than the entire rest of the defense. Therefore, you are playing now mind games with the quarterback. That's why it doesn't match up well with this system. I'm not saying it can't, but it doesn't because this defense is an illusion. It's a truth that tells a lie. All right. It's trying to give you one look and then fool you into, or at least lure you into a false sense of security of running the football. Hit the ball why, trick. That's why, exactly, that's why <laughs> Iowa State does it really well. Yeah. So this, and also, this scheme also covets hybridism. It covets basically players who have multiplicity in their skill set. And that means it is less likely that you can manipulate matchups like Sark likes to do across the board with his personnel packages, with all of his different formations. So the defense limits explosive plays with his three high looks, forcing Sark to be a basically he's gotta he's gotta take the the quick game and the short game, and Sark does not like to do that. Right. He wants his chunk yardage plays, and this defense is designed to limit those, take those away. That's why Sark philosophically he gets frustrated with the three high, three down defense because it doesn't give him the big play. It's gonna give him that short quick game all day long, but Sark. Is he going to take that short, quick game all day long that it's going to give him? Most of the time, he does not. And that's why against the three high, three down defenses, he's averaging teams that minor and major in it. His teams are averaging 25 points per game. Yes, that includes the 49 points against Oklahoma. Man. And on the road, 20 points per game against a three high, three down defense, which K-State runs really, really well, better than anybody else in the Big 12 other than Iowa State. And that's why Sark Sark got they changed to it in 2021. Smart move. Yeah, Why? That's because what I'm it's yeah, the best defense it. in the Big yeah, 12. Exactly. It, it handles these hybrid spread schemes yeah. really well. So for Sark, this game is about patience. Patience with the run game. Patience with the short and the quick game. Because when he loses patience and he starts chasing that big play, which K State is not going to allow you to have. Especially at home. Especially at home. <laughs> especially at home. You are going to force your young quarterback into making mistakes. And they have 11 interceptions more than any team in the Big 12. And that's what's going to happen. You gotta take what they give you. They're gonna give you short and quick game. Take it and hope your athletes can go make plays once the ball's in their hands. You want your, that's the key. You want your kids to get better during the bye week. You need to get better during the bye week as well. Man in the mirror moment. Yep. Yep. So body blows with the A gap where they're allowing almost seven yards per rush, but then quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game. Ball out of Quinn Ewers' hand quick, and they're going to give you the underneath routes because they play a lot of cushion coverage. You got a guy's got to be able to break tackles like X Man, Jordan Whittington, Jatavian Sanders, break yep. tackles in space, go make plays for your quarterback. And after you do that successfully, pounding the A gap, and then body blows, body blows, and then hitting them outside with the quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, yep. they're going to compress. They're going to bring the safeties up, they're going to bring the corners up, they're going to bring the linebackers up, and then when they do that, we're going over, over the top. top. Yep. All right. That's yeah. how it works, Sark. But if you get frustrated and you get anxious too fast, you're going to make a mistake. And when Man. you make that mistake, it's going to cost you. Be out there it may cost to... you a little. may cost you a lot. 
but it's, it's gonna, gonna cost, cost you. you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah no <laughs> may cost you a little, <laughs> may cost you a lot, but it's gonna cost you. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. All right, all right. So that's a little breakdown there from Texas K State. We come back. I believe we do. Yes, yes, sir. Got a very special guest. Butch had not. Lifetime Longhorn is going to join us to talk about what else? Texas football. Come right on. here. I'm Paul Don't Lie. I'm 149 The Horn. Back to the ball don't lie right here on 1049 the horn. It is 512 Friday. We play jams from local bands and artists you can catch right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Dave Orr Band. They're playing tomorrow at Guero's. Hey, I know what that is. Yeah, you do. Yeah, no I doubt. think we took pictures right outside of it. We did take pictures right out there. <laughs> we got some damn good queso over That's there. That's right. They did. All right, let's not waste any time because we've been hanging around with uh, Longhorn Royalty all day. Had legendary Lifetime Longhorn Kenneth Sims join us. Uh, Norm Watkins, shout out, also came through showing some love. Austin's most eligible. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are joined by uh, a very special guest. He's one of our close friends and uh, also a legend around these parts, too. Lifetime Longhorn Butch Hadnot joining us right now. Butch, thanks for the time, man. Thanks for coming through. It's good to see you. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's kind of impromptu. I didn't I expect know you did. this, but, you know. We had to do it. We'll accept it. When we see you, we had to do we got to be blessed <laughs> by people, you. People you feel me? When I tell people, hey, Butch Hadnot is still uh, around here in Central Texas hanging out, they always want to know, man, what's Butch Hadnot doing? What he's doing? What's he up to? So we had to bring you on to talk about yeah. it. So, I'm just enjoying life, man. God is good. God is All good. All the time. No you know. doubt about it. Well, since you are a great running back on the Ford Acres, man, first question is, we got to get your thoughts on these running backs. Is he has the best running back room in the country? We just saw Mel Kuyper release his big board. That's right. He's got B. John as his top running back, number seven overall prospect, period, on his board. What are your thoughts watching these backs, man? Well, first of all, Roshan, you know, he – He's from my neck of the woods. Oh, right? okay. you're country boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, but but uh, I think we we have an awesome tandem with Rashawn and Bijan, and I think that you know sometimes you got to stick with what's working. And mm -hmm. last game we were running the ball; they didn't do anything to to make us defer from that, and we should have stuck with that. Wow. You know, I don't care if you got to run the ball all game. You know. Uh, uh, 50, just think about it. We had instead of 50 passes, if we'd have 50, 50 rushes. Yeah, a lot of Longhorn fans felt the same way, but you know what I'm saying? talking yeah. about it. Yeah. You, 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 you got Bijan in the backfield, one of the greatest backs in the country, man. Yep, utilize him, take yep. advantage of it. I'm with you, you know, and, and I'm gonna tell you something. Give it to me. Looking at these defenses today. I came when I played, you know, it was it, it we we didn't ran out of the eye. Yeah, oh, yeah, old school, old school. Power eye. I saw, I can't remember, but I saw a college team the other day running out of the eye. We talked about it the hey, other day. How about this? Nick Saban said Tennessee lined up in the eye versus there Bama. Was. That's player, who it and was. That's who it was. And he said his players didn't know how to line up. That's, that's they, what it was. They had never yeah, seen exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you got to create a way to get your playmakers on the field. Yep. You got Bijan and you got Roshan. Run out the eye. Because uh, the defense, you got six DBs instead of three linebackers. They're right. not prepared for that. Even yeah. your linebackers are ex-DBs. Exactly. <laughs> right. Wait exactly. No, so not. I think that that should be the the attitude to approach Kansas State, uh, mono against mono. Hmm. 
uh, run the ball to set up the pass. Don't put so much pressure on your quarterback. Young right. too. Young. Because he's young. On the road. Right. He's not ready for that. Yep. You right. know? And, 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 you, and you just got to be patient and stick with what's working. Yep. So, Butch, we, we were sitting here talking about it, and we've been talking about it all year. We talk about the running backs, the versatility that they have. I mean, both of these guys can catch the ball out of the backfield. They can line up at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. We've already seen what Rojo can do when he gets into that wildcat and how he presents so many different problems for them. But when you were a running back at the University of Texas, as you said, this was a different type of game. This was you, – you were getting the ball that much. They wanted to run the ball. Yep. So with that philosophy, what does that do for the defense on the other side when you line up mano a mano and punch them in the face? Well, it's, you look, at, look at Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look yeah. at Derrick Henry. Man. He, 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 when he gets in the backfield, that defense has to – they have to change. Yes. Or else they're gonna suffer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you know when you got when you got Bijan and you got Roshan back there, I mean you got to mix it up. And basically what you're doing, you set up, you're setting the defense up to do what you want them to do. Yep. And if they don't, but then they're gonna suffer the consequences. Exactly. I like and that's, that. And that's what you're doing. Yep. That's what that's what the game planning is all about. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you prepare you you for every down. Okay. First and ten, we get five yards. Okay, bam! It makes it you know makes yeah. it easier, easier to, to get a first down. Yeah. Right. Change, man. That's right. Yes, you yeah, got to change. change. You got to adapt. You got to make them try to make them do what you want them to do. Right. Yeah. Dictate it. I I, I want to read you a tweet here, uh, Butch, because I think you'll enjoy this tweet. This is really cool. So uh, it comes from Ari Temkin, one of our homies. I love Ari Temkin. <clears throat> I'll just read it here. Bijan Robinson is the star running back for Texas and has an NIL deal with Lamborghini. Deuce Vaughn is the star running back for Kansas State and has an NIL deal with Porta Potties. <laughs> what a matchup this weekend. <laughs> Butch, when you were playing, would you have been a Porta Potty guy or a Lamborghini guy with your NIL deal? I'd have been a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> I've been a Rolls Royce, baby. Forget oh, about Lambo and Party now. Yeah, yeah. I love it, bro. I'm with y'all on that one, man. Yeah. Love it. Love what, are it. Th- what are your thoughts about the new generation, though, the new era of college sports that we're in now? Transfer portal. Guys can transfer. Basically, free agency transfer and play right away. Also, guys can take advantage of NIL, which I think we all agree. Yeah. Thank God that now they're getting you know, paid for their name, image, and likeness, actually getting to take advantage of the free market, something we all didn't really get a chance yep, to do. For sure. Hard had to leave. Had I had to, to leave had to, to, go, leave get, to go, yeah, go get money. Exactly. All right, I dude. told you a long time ago, if they had NIL, I'd have been walking all over these places. Well, he had so much burn exactly. on John. Exactly. Uh, but he went to go get the money. What are your thoughts about the new era of college sports that we're in? You know, it's, it's a little – I'm kind of mixed, got mixed feelings on I it because um, I think that there should be like, like okay, going to the NFL, mm-hmm. you have to play three years before they can yep. look right. at or you. you eligible, right. yeah. So I think that there should be a two-year minimum Ooh. for athletes to transfer. Okay. Gotcha. You know, because some like of it. You got to stay at the school for yeah, two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stay at the school for yep. two years okay. because some of it has to do with you promise that you go play as a true freshman, and you you know you sitting on the bench. Oh, I'm gonna get mad. I, I'm I'm gonna go somewhere else. You right, know, right. That's hurting the team, and that's and it's kind of hurting yourself. Right. Because you got to go somewhere 
and start all over again. Sometimes they go to teams that didn't even recruit them. Sometimes Bush, they don't even get they don't even get a scholarship. They, they, they go yeah, to portal they, we, and you yo, never see them again. We've been exactly. looking at that all yeah. year. We've exactly. been looking at the players that the left. The grass Texas, ain't always you know, green, man. It, it, yeah. it ain't. You don't it know ain't. what they're fertilizing it with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You sure don't. <laughs> but you know, you're at UT, one of the greatest universities in the country. You know, it has done wonders. You know, for us. Yes. Yeah. And and so UT is doing whatever they they can to keep their players there. Right. They are. Right. You know, and, and I take my hat off to them for yeah. doing that. Yeah. But um, I, I, I'm still trying to understand this this thing that, you know, of transferring. Oh, you it's, know? Yeah, right. it's crazy. I mean, you once you make you make a decision to go to UT, Alabama, you stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Ride it out. Be because God, God got you going to there for a reason. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you have to look at it. Hmm. So, that, so when the adversity hits, don't yeah. just pop up and leave. Exactly. No, no. And, 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 uh, Teachable moments. Jalen Hurst is probably a great, you know, he's obviously in the NFL having a great career. But he's a great example, right? He stuck it out as long as he could with Bama. Yeah. Basically, kind of with your rule. Yeah. Right. Two-year yeah, rule. He was, yeah. he, he was the perfect example yeah. for it. And his yeah. dad's a coach, so I yeah. bet he kind of had that conversation with Pops. So I was like, hey, Very man. Very stern you know, conversation yeah. with Pops. Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up yeah. going to Oklahoma, and everything worked out for him. So, uh, Hudson Card's actually doing that now, too. Yep. Hudson Card's yep. a credit. He's doing well. Really sticking it out here at Texas. And we needed him. Yes, we did. Told you. Lose some games without Hudson Card there. So, like I said, I think that they really need to evaluate their decisions on that and make it a two-year rule. Yeah. Uh, well, Butch, man, we're not going to keep it too long. We appreciate you. Appreciate time. you. Man. Appreciate Thank you, Johnny. It's man. I, Longhorn fans, they love you. I, I, every time I bring you up, no no BS. Longhorn fans who watch you play, they always go, oh, Butch. Oh, hey, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Y'all have oh, no yeah. idea how good he was. Every Longhorn fan I got you to watch you, man. So we appreciate your time. Me and Butch you, in man. the same class, baby. 1990, baby. That's <laughs> that how we wild. roll. That's wild. That's how we <laughs> roll. <laughs> That's when football was football. That's what it was. You had to bring <laughs> that helmet, yeah. baby. Yeah, you, you did. You got to bring yeah. that hat, man. <laughs> Hopefully they're bringing that hat this weekend. Before I go, go what ahead. I want to see from these guys go, give it to and me. what you don't see, I want to see them get pissed off. There Ooh. it is. I'm yeah. serious. I yeah. want to yeah. see, you know, if you miss a tackle, hey, get on it. Now, yeah. I heard about they had a team meeting. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Second one. In 1990, when we, had, when we lost to Colorado, the seniors, Brian Jones, all those guys, yeah. they didn't even let the coaches come out of there to come in there with us. They told us, hey, we fixing our own meeting. If you're going to do something like that, we want to see the the, the, the results on Absolutely. the football field. Yes. And from then on, from that point on, we was up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We were practicing. With what's on that wall down there, UT, oh, we started that, whatever right. it takes. Yeah, whatever it and takes. And we didn't lose another game. You're right about that. So I just I want to see some guys just really get mad, you know. And when Love you're playing it. in the trenches, you're supposed to have an attitude. You gotta Hello. be. You're wrestling every play. Exactly. Yeah. You're in a wrestling match every exactly. play <laughs> for That's your life. That's why you saw <laughs> Kenneth Sims tell them people, "You got to put that helmet you in their face." You got to put that helmet on. Yes. You know, you yep. got, we got Bijan. I'm fixing to get him five yards. <laughs> exactly. Man, if you can't get Bijan five yards, then man, yeah. ain't no hope for you. Yeah, yeah, you don't exactly. even be playing the wrong game. Yeah. That you guy are. gets three on three and a half on moving. his own. Keep yeah. it moving. Yeah. No doubt. But hey, thank you, guys. Hey, Bush, you the Thanks for the time, brother. Always good. Lifetime Longhorn Bush had not joined us. Alright, uh, we'll come right back. we got one more segment. We'll talk Astros and Phillies. Also talk some Longhorns and K-State. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.